for the Christian. Our pattern, our font type, if you will, is Christ. Hello, you're listening to the Greek to Me podcast, a daily discovery of the New Testament scriptures one word at a time. We hope today's podcast helps you better understand and appreciate God's word. Today's word is hupagramas. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 21 through 23, Peter writes, For to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example so that you might follow in his steps. He committed no sin, neither was deceit found in his mouth. When he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but continued entrusting himself to him who judges justly. The word I want to point out here is seen in the English word an example. Uh, it's the term hupogramos in the Greek. Uh, it means an example, a pattern, or it's the original of a written copy. It's a compound word that literally means underwriting. It's the idea of tracing something or sketching something's outline or its impression from underneath, say, a piece of paper. We might think of a photocopier today, but the ancient connotation here would be to duplicate by hand, often painstakingly, a document or an image. Peter's letter here is all about suffering well. We see that in the first and second letter called First and Second Peter. It's about enduring hardship in a way that pleases God, which he makes perfectly clear means to follow Jesus' example. He says, to this we have been called, to suffer for him, because he suffered for us. Recall in John 15 what Jesus said along these very same lines. He said, If the world hates you, know that it has hated me before it hated you. He goes on to say, A servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, they will keep also yours. And the church Peter wrote to here would learn this all too well. Following Jesus means suffering for Jesus' sake, or for what Peter would later call righteousness' sake. In Matthew chapter 16, verse 25, Jesus told his disciples, If anyone wants to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. This way of Jesus is the way of the cross. Dietrich Bonhoeffer once said it this way. He said, The cross is not the suffering tied to natural existence, but the suffering tied to being Christians. The cross is never simply a matter of suffering, but a matter of suffering and rejection, and even strictly speaking, rejection for the sake of Jesus. But sharing in our Savior's suffering is as honorable as it is inevitable. It is a pleasure, a painful pleasure perhaps, to be associated with Christ even in our sorrow. Are we truly His if we are not willing to take the crown with the cross? But following Jesus isn't all pain, not even close. Jesus describes what it means to follow him in a slightly more favorable way in Matthew chapter 11. He says, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. A light load, a leader who is gentle and lowly. While the way of Jesus takes us down difficult paths, paths which, by the way, he himself ventured down first, our company is sweet. Our souls are profoundly still, and there is deep joy in our hearts. My daughter is in kindergarten, 
and she's learning how to write her letters. And I'm, I'm sure that at least most of us remember this in a vague sense where uh, she has these countless worksheets that begin with the letter A in full black print. Then just underneath that, the letter A is either very faintly printed or it's printed using widely spaced dashes for her to draw on top of. Essentially, it's connecting the dots. And then below that is simply blank space, just wide ruled lines on which to draw the letter she had just practiced by tracing, by Hoopa Grimace. This is an ancient method of learning to write letters, and it's just as effective for beginning artists learning general shapes and learning what proportions ought to look like. But the difference between my five-year-old daughter and other beginning artists and Peter's audience is that the Christian never advances to the wide-ruled blank spaces. The truth is, once you grasp the basic aspect of a letter, then there are any number of font types that you could use in your own way to represent that letter. But for us, for the Christian, our pattern, our font type, if you will, is Christ. We follow him and learn from him by copying him, specifically in how he quietly and sinlessly suffered well by entrusting himself in his suffering to the one who judges justly, that being God the Father. And in the meantime, he died a death we deserve while praying, Father, please forgive them. They know not what they do. And in this way, Christian, he suffered for us. And so may we then count all suffering for Christ's sake as being worth it. So how do we trace the hoopagramos, the pattern of Christ? What does that look like practically? Well, sticking with the word picture, two things seem obvious. First, it's hard to trace the shape of something onto paper already filled with patterns and designs. For best results, find thin, blank paper. And in the same way, we are most able to follow Christ's example when we are not distracted by selfish desires or worldly influences that desire to shape us into their image. Second, it's hard to trace a faint image. And so the more we meditate on the person and work of Jesus Christ, the more he shines through, compelling us, inspiring us to know him and imitate him. I love how he said it in Matthew 11, learn from me. What a profound mystery and privilege to know him, to love him, even to suffer and be glorified with him, but above all, to be like Jesus.